welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Now, I'm an only child, but growing up, I had a cousin, an older cousin, who would visit me on Christmas Eve and bring me the best Christmas presents ever. In fact, the best present I ever received was from my cousin Howard. Now, I need to put this present in its historical context. Now, I'm 46 years old. I know, I know. Uh, And I guess I received this present in the late 1980s. Uh, Anybody remember the late 1980s? I see those hands. Um, This was before the time of Netflix and streaming services. This was even before the time of DVDs. Remember those? This was the time of the, yes, I know, the VHS video player. There they are. Now, my cousin was older than me and had more money than me, so he had all the latest technology. And one year, he bought himself a new VHS video player. So on Christmas Eve, he came around to my house and surprised me with the greatest Christmas present that I have ever had, his old VHS video player, which changed my life forever. This was a front-loading VHS video player. We're not talking no top-loader here. You could record... Wait for this now. Wait for this. You could record in standard play or in long play. So I could get eight hours on one tape. And now... My friends could all come round and watch wrestling videos with me and we'd get down to Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. This was the greatest present I've ever had. And with apologies to my family, no other present has ever come close. So, actually, why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them the greatest Christmas present you've ever been given? Okay, let's, let's come back together. You can, you can carry on telling your Christmas present stories over mince pies and tasty treats afterwards. Um, there's a letter in the Bible, and it's written by the Apostle John. He was one of the followers of Jesus and an eyewitness to Jesus' life and death. And we call this letter one John, and it was written in the last couple of decades of the first century AD. And it's all about God's gift of love for us in Jesus, which we celebrate at Christmas time. Let me read to you a couple of verses from John's letter, and they should come up on the screen. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 say this. This is how God showed his love to us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we could have life through him. This is what real love is. It is not our love for God. It is God's love for us. He sent his son to die in our place 
to take away our sins. Now, when my cousin Howard gave me that VHS video player all those years ago, I hadn't asked for it. And he took the initiative to give it to me. And when we read these verses from John's letter, we can see that in sending us the gift of Jesus, God took the initiative. You know, the best presents we have are the ones where the giver knows exactly what we need and exactly what we want and takes the initiative and gives it to us. I wonder if your, some of your favorite presents were some of those. And one of the things that, that, that made this VHS video player so special is I'd never thought that my cousin could give me such a thing. My expectations were completely surpassed. And when God wanted to reach out and give a gift to humanity, our expectations were blown away when he gave us Jesus, his one and only son. The message of Christmas is that God took the initiative to reach out to us and give us the best gift ever. Now, why did my cousin take the initiative and give me this gift of his VHS video player? Well, I'm, I'm sure he could have sold it secondhand, but I think it's probably because he loved me. Well, I hope it is anyway. Um, when we read John's letter, we can see exactly why God took the initiative and sent his son Jesus, is because he loves us. Now, my daughters and I have recently been watching some quality TV series. We've been watching Married at First Sight, and we've, we've been watching on Netflix, Love is Blind, a bit of a common theme going on here. And one of the, the, the key moments in those shows is when one of the couples say the L word to each other for the first time. I'm talking love, not loser. And, but... <laughs> But it's amazing, actually, how, how quickly they fall out of love on that show. Um, and in John's letter, we don't just see God saying the L word, but we see that he demonstrated love, real love, in taking action and sending Jesus. You know, giving me that video player cost my cousin and giving us Jesus cost God. Jesus didn't just come to include the marginalized, to heal the sick, to love the unlovable. Jesus paid the ultimate price and died for us. Now, when we talk about Jesus, it's important to remember that Jesus is not some mythological creation of fiction, but a real historical figure. Professor Craig A. Evans says this, no serious historian of any religious or non-religious stripe doubts that Jesus of Nazareth really lived in the first century and was executed under the authority of Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea and Samaria. Outside of the, the New Testament, probably the most important reference to Jesus is the Roman historian, historian Tacitus, writing in the second century AD. And that confirms much of what the Gospels say about the death of Jesus. God loves each one of us so much 
He even loves Brazilian referees. That he gave his one and only son to die for us. Jesus' death on the cross was the greatest demonstration of love that there is. As one writer has said, Christ's death is the pledge of God's love. You know, the New Testament was written in Greek, and in Greek there are a number of words for love. There's philia, which is the love for friends. There's storge, which is the love for family. There's eros, which is romantic love. But the word John is using here is agape. Agape love is the highest form of love. It is the love that gives itself for others. As the late Professor F.F. Bruce says, the love which the New Testament enjoins involves a consuming passion for the well-being of others. And this love has its wellspring in God. It is agape love that defines God's character. John goes on in this letter to say, God is love. And those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus are called to live lives defined by self-giving love. Tom Wright, one of the leading Christian thinkers alive today, says this, love incarnate must be the badge that the Christian community wears. The sign not only of who they are, but who their God is. If you're a follower of Jesus today, to what extent is your character defined by self-giving love? Where do we need to grow in this love? This Christmas, are there opportunities for us to practically show God's love to others? Maybe in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, even in our families, <laughs> to demonstrate God's love in action. You know, agape love comes into our lives like a seed when we become a follower of Jesus. But that seed needs to grow and flourish. And John goes on to say in the passage that God sent his son to take away our sins so that we could have life. The message of the Bible is that we were created in God's image to reflect his loving character to the world around us. But we rejected God's rule and we decided to do things our own way. The Bible calls this sin. And sin fractures our relationship with God. But it fractures our relationship with ourselves and then it fractures our relationship one with another. And it fractures our relationship with our planet. Look at the world around us in 2022. Turn on the news. Scroll on your social media feed. We can see the impact of sin all around us in war, famine, conflict, and hate. Jesus died on the cross to set us free from sin because ultimately sin leads to death. But God's gift of love in Jesus leads to life. Life in all its fullness. Life as it was meant to be. You know, people often think, and we heard it in our reading, that being a follower of Jesus is only about going to heaven when you die. But God's gift of love in Jesus leads to life. 
Life in all its fullness. Life as it was meant to be. It's about living life to the full now in relationship with God. But that doesn't mean life will be all sunsets and rainbows. You know, for me, 2022 has been one of the most difficult years of my life. Filled with huge amounts of challenges and pain. How about you? I know a lot of this I know a lot of people this Christmas are facing difficulties, anxiety, worry as we go through this economic crisis. But throughout all of those hard and difficult times, I've known the love of God with and for me. And I've had to hang on tightly to it, sometimes just by my fingertips. In the Old Testament, there's a verse that speaks about the coming of Jesus, which says he will be called Emmanuel. And at Christmas, and tonight we sang carols with that name, Emmanuel, in it. Emmanuel is literally two Hebrew words squished together. It's Emmanu, which means God, uh, which means with us, and El, which means God. Whatever you're facing this Christmas, know that with us, God. This Christmas God is offering you a gift, a gift of love, a gift that cost him, a gift that is much better than a VHS video player, a gift that leads to life now, life in all its fullness, life characterized by self-giving love. You know, when my cousin brought me that video player, I had to receive it, I had to open it, and then I had to put it to use. Today, God is giving you his gift of love. You can open it today, maybe for the first time. Receive the gift he has for you and let it transform your life. I'm going to pray. And after the prayer, after the prayer I'd ask you to stay seated and listen as the band play a song you can reflect on. But there's a prayer going to come up on the screen. And I'd encourage you, if you're comfortable, to pray it out loud with me. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you gave yourself as a gift of love for me, that you came and died so that I could truly live. Today, I receive your gift of love. Transform my life so it might be characterized by your love. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.